Hey guys, welcome to Heart to Talk, the podcast. I am your host, Teresa Caesar, and you are listening to episode 42. When you discover your mission, you will feel its demand. It will fill you with enthusiasm and a burning desire to get to work. W. Clement Stone. Friends, I ask you, what is your mission in life, your purpose, your calling? Have you ever even thought of it? Or better yet, have you expressed it? You have the power to define your mission and how you want to show up and serve on this planet. If you don't take the responsibility by deciding and defining who you are and what you're here to do, you leave room for others to decide for you, consciously or unconsciously. And this brings me to today's guest. I am bringing on Kimberly Neal, who is a powerful female entrepreneur, coach's wife, mother of an angel baby girl, and a boy mama of three on this earth. In this episode, she's going to share with you who she is, her beautiful mission, lots of wisdom, and how we can rise above anything and ultimately evolve into the highest expression of ourselves. Friends, I'm so excited to bring to you my conversation with Kimberly Neal. always say, which I've learned from my great-grandmother, that you are a child of the Most High God first in my mind and in my heart. And then I am a wife of an incredible entrepreneur and this loving man, Kenny, also a angel mama of a beautiful baby girl and a boy mom on earth of three beautiful boys. I love that description of who you are. Yeah. So speaking of that, can you tell us uh, your personal mission and purpose? So thank you, one, for, for challenging my thinking and just spending time on what that means. I would say a personal mission or, you know, as some people call it a calling, is to really be a student of what it is to live a life that expresses an unconditional love of God and to train and equip other human souls, whether women, but other human souls on how they can be the highest expression of who they're called to be. And that would be my mission. And my vehicle for that is definitely a platform of the company that I own, my husband also owns a non has a nonprofit, and also just everyday life and people that we connect with. So that, in a nutshell, to be a lifelong student and to be the highest expression of that love, in spite of our humanity, right? Not thinking you're perfect, but just knowing that you can consider it a gift and a privilege to love other people. That was beautifully said. And I love that you said the vehicles are your business that you have and then also your nonprofit. So I'm going to ask you first, can you give us just a quick little summary of your business? So I am the proud co-owner of Eastland Alley Design Company and my business partner, Teresa Lambert. Both of us have established a company, this design company that we do weddings and events, but the concept of it is to really make all things beautiful because of COVID, we were able to acquire a product line. So now we do offer hand-poured candles 
and curated gifts in our store. We are on the corner of 6th and 4th on 4th Avenue in Tucson, Arizona. So just really the heartbeat of town and it's super fun because, you know, it's such a diverse melting pot of people down there. So we get to be in the mix with them. That is awesome. So what are like two top things that your company does for people? So primarily we do weddings and events and provide floral and decor for that. And the second thing is just really provide curated, you know, gifts. And hopefully people love our product. We actually own our own candle company and product line. So we sell candles, room sprays, wax melts, and the ability to take that home or give it to someone else is what we love. And the fun part about our line is that it is specifically focused for Arizona and people that live in Tucson. So we have a city line scent that has, you know, Tucson, Scottsdale, Phoenix, and then also a local favorite scent of places. If you come to visit um, Tucson, if you've been to Mount Lemon or Sabino Canyon, we have just, those are just a few of the scents that we provide. Something fun that could also be a gift and just an exciting memory for people. I love that. Oh my God, that's so niche too. So tell us about the other part of how you represent your vehicle and spreading your mission alongside your business. You said your husband runs a nonprofit. So tell us about that. We are in the sense where we have a kindred spirit of you know entrepreneurship and just have an incredible deep love for growing people. So my husband is a coach. He's a basketball coach, but you know really has a passion to grow and equip any young aspiring athlete from ages five years old to 18, so kindergarten through high school. So in Tucson, Arizona, it's called TNT Sports Academy. And so what he has built along with, you know, several other coaches, he also has an incredible head coach, Eric Moore, that has partnered up with him. And they have developed a program that's called a three-tier star program where Kids not only come in to learn basketball, but they understand the importance of community involvement, academic achievement, and athletic development. So there's just so much embedded in his program that builds and equips kids and sharpens their life skills. Wow, that's so cool. You guys are such powerhouses, like individually in your lanes. (laughs) But collectively, like the energy that's coming out and what you're doing yeah. for the community and the world, that's super cool. It's and it so sounds, fun. How do you how do you handle um, being mom, wife, right? Gosh. And then supporting yeah. your husband's. How do you rise above and and stay strong and still be able to like enjoy life, <laughs> being busy? Yeah, so I have such a mouthful to share about rising above and you know, all the hats that you mentioned that every woman, I mean, every woman could come up with a list and have their own platform to say everything that they do in a day. It's just amazing. I really believe in having mentors and other people and, and relationships being everything. You just can't do it alone. So knowing that, you know, people talk about balance, but I really believe in pacing yourself. There are just priorities you have in your life and values you have in your life. And some things take over in a day. So there will be days where it's, you know, really my, my kids need me today. Or yes, there's always work to be done, but then you shift and adjust um, with your values and priorities. So that's really how I have learned and am still learning. It is girl. It is hard. That's, I know well, said, all those- that's well said. I have to just say, <laughs> and that's the truth. And I think if people accept that, 
takes the pressure off. So many people have so many different perspectives, but I know the girl listening right now is going to be like, yes, I get what you're saying. Because if you're trying to balance everything, you're spending all your energy trying to balance it versus pacing yourself and just, you know, let's just be honest. Sometimes we just don't understand something. And so you just have to surround yourself with the people that do or that want to and grow with them. There's so many, so many shifts and changes really boils down to how you respond and how you respond will ha- will tell you your pace. I can't own all of this stuff, Teresa. I'm telling you, like I have these beautiful mentors and teachers over the years that have helped me learn it. But you know what? Can I just tell you? It's been my choice to believe them. And sometimes I haven't. Sometimes I chose them like, yeah, I know this is not going to work. I want to do this my way. I want to do it like this. I have a beautiful spiritual mentor that even told me this is not even my way. You know, Kimmy, you got to look at it. This is God's way, you know? And so sometimes we're in our own way. And if I could say anything, I learned that having all those hats, it's not about me, mm-hmm. that my life is about others. And, you know, gosh, isn't that stripping? Wow. Like, that that's been quite the lesson for myself. Love that you talked about connection. So for those of you who are listening, Kimberly and I got to meet in this incredible business networking group called the Key Group. We both got invited at the same time. We both luckily, thank you ladies, voted us in. <laughs> and so just to give you the backstory, here we are. And so I just wanted to share that with our audience. Okay. We wanted to add to that as well. Yeah, being on this podcast and being able to just share and really number one, be asked the question to know who you are. I think, gosh, like to sit back and be like, who am I? What do I do? What am I here for? What are my gifts? What are my talents? And, you know, being so blessed to have a company and then to share that with someone, life can be complex, right? It can be difficult. And there comes a time and a point where as an entrepreneur, you have a choice to shed your skin. You have a choice to express who you really truly are. And sometimes it's not pretty. Mm. And people don't want to talk about that. It's hard to look at the reality of what it is to be a trailblazer, to be someone that takes something from the grassroots, to someone that pulls from what they've been given and passed on from their culture, their history, or what their knowledge is, and take it and elevate it. And in order to do that, I really, truly believe in all of the time that I've spent just, you know, anticipating this conversation is knowing who you are, and that life isn't just about you. And you need people, we need people. And let's just say I'm a Latina. You know, that's one thing that I I wanted to mention. I have that hot blood, (laughs) but you know, how many of us get into those modes where, you know, I'm just going to let her know, or I'm going to tell this person, no, Kimmy, you keep your mouth shut. You show them you, you are number one, who do you say you are? How can you be the highest expression of who you belong to if you are in the way? And I've been guilty many times into my own humanity. Even these are things that I know and believe you get, you get caught up. And that's why I feel like today is such a privilege because it is a solid reminder of that. Yes, time is precious to not forget who we are, to not forget that we 
our call to be and are on mission to be the high, highest expression of who we are, no matter what our platform is, no matter if you are the one cleaning the toilets in someone else's house, or you're the one had to stay at home taking care of your baby, or you're the one that is mourning, not having your child and working in the corporate world, having to put a smile on your face, or you are the owner of a floral shop or a bakery or whatever that looks like for you to not compare yourself to the other in order to rise, but to rise in spite of your platform. And when you do that, and how you do that is what's going to be the most powerful. Because when you're doing it, you're choosing. And how you're doing it, you're choosing. But if your heart is in the right place, you will always be successful. You will always win. I love that. That's so beautifully said. Tell us also how you feel like you've risen. So before I would consider it the deepest pain, which was, but I was raised by a single mom that had three girls and I'm the middle child. So yes, the sensitive, needy one. Uh, But (laughs) my mom came to the States with her parents. My grandparents were missionaries for the Latin American community. And my mom came to Tucson, Arizona, pregnant with two little girls and had to start her life over. I know many, many women can resonate with either the loss of a marriage or the loss of a child or having to start over. And so my mom, having the fire that she has inside of her, did that very thing, you know, surrounded herself with people that helped her elevate. And I got to watch a woman who was starting over and now raising three little girls on her own to choose to go back to school, to become a nurse at the age of 39 and learn a new culture in the United States. Ford, now 38, have a family of my own, have this history and watching someone's pain be expressed uh, and having to be a part of that story. And so taking a look back and knowing that as she rose and her choices that she made, they affected me positively and negatively. They just affected, you know, me as a person. And so I'm first generation American. My mom chose to go to college later in life. So she set these like parameters for us. (laughs) She's like, before you get married, you will go to school. You will have a job. You will have your own home. And then you're going to start your life. The thing is, this is where that Latin fire comes in. You either believe and do what your mama says or you get your butt whooped. And so I did not want to get my butt whooped. So all three of her daughters graduated from the University of Arizona. One of them is in a PhD program. I, being one of them, graduated in 2007 from the University of Arizona, getting my degree from Eller Business College. And stepping into the corporate world and then later in life having my own business you could say those are areas where you rise above and all of those stories like I said how many women there are countless women that can talk about their life you know talking about their pain but I really believe when you're talking about rising above that those are choices that we can make we live in this incredible country where we have countless opportunities 
And it's not that it's going to be handed to you. It's that you make yourself available for that to happen. And anybody, and I'm saying anybody, in spite of their circumstances, if they want that, there are people in this town, in this state, and in this country that will help you do that. I really believe when you are being asked to rise, I really believe that that's so deep and personal and internal for you to rise above your thought process, above your capacity to stretch yourself, to know that you are walking and sometimes you are by yourself on your own or you're in a very old junky car because you had to sell your beautiful vehicle to do something or you you have to make sure that you limit what you're getting paid or pay somebody else or whatever it's going to take for you to elevate this removal process this like shedding of the skin that I'm talking about this stripping of yourself that has to take place in order for you for your not your circumstances to change but for you personally to be the one to change first because oftentimes our circumstances do not change before we do I think that's the most powerful message. You know, you change your inner world and watch your outer world change. And in that, really the change is, like you mentioned before, beliefs, perceptions, thoughts. And that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Any last words or tips on how others can rise? So I would say the tips on rising up is one, to know who you are and where you are rising from and knowing where you're at in life and do that with truthfulness, not with what makes you feel good, but what is the truth? And I would say your second thing would be to make sure that you measure your truth. And everybody has a belief system, whether that is embedded with spirituality or not, that everybody believes something. And your belief system is typically created by your experiences and your wounds and your lack thereof, right? Yeah. And so if your truth with your along with your belief system is in alignment, confusion is not a good place to be. Mm. Because once you really can look at that, then you really understand what you choose to believe. And then if you choose to believe it, then it's your choice to execute it. And then you know what steps you have to take to rise, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in with your kids, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with a friendship, whether it's with a partnership or anything else, or simply just to live. And so those would be my tips. Those are beautiful. I love that. I got goosebumps. All right. I'm going to ask you per tradition, the ending questions. The first one, Kimberly, what is your favorite book? My favorite book now or before? <laughs> like I always have a favorite book. The favorite what's book the one today. For now? What's today? We'll be we operate from the now. The yes, so what's the your now. favorite book today? Erwin <laughs> McManus. He is a speaker and a writer, and he just wrote the book The Genius of Jesus. And he really tells the perspective of what that means. And so it's something I've dove into and I'm going to just tell you one more just because I oh please I love do. I love Brene Brown. <laughs> Brene Brown has been one of the most incredible you know inspiration speakers and authors. So she wrote 
the book called Atlas of the Heart. And it really talks about, you know, the expressions of, of your heart. I am someone that loves to read the Proverbs every day or night and um, really understand wisdom. So those two folks have subconsciously helped me in my journey to growing myself. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing those. And next question, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote? Well, since we are in my son's room, I have my quote right here. Oh, look at that. So it says the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why by Mark Twain. Oh, mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) So I just a tidbit on that. My unfortunately in COVID, along with the business shutdown, unfortunately, we suddenly lost my father-in-law and unexpectedly, and his name was Mark Twain. So I was six months pregnant. And so I decided to name my son Cameron Mark Twain. So that's why that's in the room here, because that's something we have passed on. So I thought that's just a ode to him. That's powerful. Oh my gosh. All right. And I'm going to ask you this last question. What is the best advice you have to offer? The best advice I have to offer would be to never stop being a student. Never think that you have arrived. Always look for an opportunity to grow yourself or someone else. The top of your mountain is the bottom of the next. And there will always be something. There will always be someone. But be a student, and I believe, to be a student of someone that understands unconditional love and can give that back. Uh, That's the greatest gift. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. I do hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Kimberly Neal and that you are ready to define and decide on your mission and how you want to show up on this planet. Please remember to download and rate this episode. Also, share this podcast with all your friends and family. Then, after you do that, go ahead and find me on Instagram and Facebook for updates and more. Otherwise, friends, I'll be back in two weeks.